Good morning, everyone, and happy hump day. Just like any day during the summer, this is a great day to talk some fantasy baseball. So I'm not going to keep you waiting too long here. The format for today's show is that I'm going to discuss several fantasy risers, such as Ahmed Rosario and Cal Quantrill. And then I'm going to discuss a couple fantasy players whose stock has fallen recently. Then, I have two quick prospect updates, but if I get into the injury news of the day and give away my top streaming option for today's slate. First, I just want to give you a quick reminder that you can find me, frequent sitcom background extra Brendan Tuma, on Twitter at Too Much Tuma. Always feel free to send over questions. I know there's a lot of tough decisions to be making with the fantasy season winding down, and I always try to answer as many as I can. Don't be shy. We'll start with the fantasy risers. I've been very critical of the Mets at times this year. Sorry, Dan Harris, but I think a lot of it has been deserved. However, I'd like to mention a couple of their hitters here in the risers section. Ahmed Rosario, a former top prospect, entered last night batting 373, 414, 539 over his last 35 games. He should be added basically everywhere during this hot streak and really makes for a nice Fernando Tatis Jr. replacement. Even more impressive to me has been J.D. Davis, who entered last night batting 385 with a 1063 OPS since June 30th, so basically the past month and a half. Then he homered off Shane Bieber, and my goodness was that thing crushed. The 26-year-old was a relative unknown entering the year, so it's alright to have been skeptical early on but it's worth noting his performance has been backed up by Baseball Savant. He rates in the top 5% in the league in hard hit rate, and is expecting batting average for the season is actually higher than what it really is. Start him everywhere down the stretch. Also rising right now is Andrew Heaney, who is just brilliant in Game 1 of Tuesday's doubleheader versus the Rangers, tallying 14 strikeouts and walking none over 8 innings of one-run ball. He's the first Angels pitcher to throw eight innings this year, which isn't as impressive as the fact that he has a 2-4-1 ERA with a 24-1 K-to-walk ratio since returning from a shoulder injury on August 10th. He is someone I want to be starting moving forward. Similarly, another pitcher who was very impressive yesterday was Cal Quantrill of the Padres, who I discussed as a streaming candidate last week. Well, now he should probably be owned everywhere. The 24-year-old was impressive last night against the Reds, earning a quality start by throwing six innings of three-run ball and striking out nine. Over his last 40 and a third innings, which covers seven appearances, though only six starts, he has a 1.79 ERA with a 34-6 K-to-walk ratio. As I've mentioned before, we stream pitchers for ratios, and that's what we've been doing here with Quantrill. The strikeouts last night were a huge bonus. I think it's unfair to expect many Ks moving forward, but Quantrill is going to be an interesting option next time out versus the Dodgers. Finally in the section, I want to mention Adam Eaton, who entering last night since August 7th, was batting 425, 531, 850 with four homers and three steals. Those numbers are simply preposterous. Again, we are in crunch time, people. Add him and start him everywhere during this hot streak. I have two main fallers to discuss. The first is Brennan McKay, who just allowed seven runs, although only three earned, in a start versus the Mariners. He was then optioned to AAA. 
It just hasn't worked out for the rookie Southpaw following his phenomenal first start. And look, sometimes it just doesn't work out with prospects. Whenever I discuss Jordan Alvarez, I make sure to mention that this is why you pick up top prospects. So it's only fair I make light of a situation that doesn't work out. McKay has already pitched more innings this season than he ever has before, so Tampa could really start limiting him down the stretch. Feel free to drop him in most redraft leagues. The other faller is a much bigger name. Reese Hoskins has been downright bad for a while now, batting just 189 since June 22nd, so basically the past two months. It's encouraging that he's still drawing a lot of walks, so that isn't really the issue. It's also worth noting that he has one of the worst expected batting averages in baseball since the All-Star break. That can probably be attributed to his weak exit velocity, which combined with the walks means he might just need to be working on his swing. I don't think this is a loss of talent or anything like that, but there's no telling when Hoskins could break out of the slump. If he figures it out, I expect him to finish hot. It's alright to bench him until that happens though. I next want to talk to you guys about Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site in the business, has partners with Hooters to bring you the largest guaranteed rake-free contest lineup in the history of daily fantasy sports, including the $1 million Hooters kickoff. That's right, Fantasy Draft is hosting the first rake-free contest with a guaranteed prize pool of $1 million. Listen, as other fantasy sites continue to raise rake, prize pools are being squeezed, making it harder for players like you to win. Whether you call it rake, commission, or management fee, the days of paying 10, 12, or even 15% or more of your entry fee to fantasy companies are over. No longer will you lose 30% of your bankroll to the house. Only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid out to contest winners, 100% of the time. To access all of Fantasy Draft's exclusive rake-free contests, including the Hooters Million Dollar Kickoff, all you need to do is become a member. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com today with promo code FANTASYPROS and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership. That's FantasyDraft.com, promo code FANTASYPROS. Don't miss your shot at this incredible million-dollar rake-free contest and its $100,000 top prize. A couple of pitching prospects were called up, but I'm not too excited about either one for fantasy purposes this season. Justice Sheffield is being recalled by the Mariners to start Friday against the Blue Jays but he has been pretty underwhelming in AA and AAA this year, posting a 4-1-3 ERA over 133 and a third innings. He isn't someone I'm rushing out to grab. Likewise, again, I would ordinarily be more excited about AJ Puck, but the A's are planning to use him as a reliever. Again, not much fantasy value for this year, despite his prospect pedigree. Let's move on to the injury news. So we'll again start with the Chris Sale news. Good news? As of now, he has avoided Tommy John surgery. Bad news? He'll be shut down for six weeks, which effectively ends his season. It's the end to a brutal year for Sale, who signed a five-year $145 million extension before this season and it kicks in in 2020. He finishes with a 6-11 record and a 4-4-0 ERA. As for 2020, I think he could become a value in drafts if he's healthy and if he falls to the fourth or fifth round. However, for this year, he can be safely dropped. This one is also a killer. Coy Kluber was just about to return and maybe save the season for many fantasy owners. But he's been shut down from throwing due to an internal oblique strain. Um, okay. 
He'll be reevaluated in two weeks to see if he can resume throwing. Again, reevaluated in two weeks. I do expect him to pitch again this year, probably in mid to late September, but fantasy owners can feel okay dropping him if they need to at this point. Sticking with the theme of injured aces and going over who can and can't be dropped, you can also feel secure dropping Tyler Glass now. He threw a bullpen on Monday and could begin a rehab assignment by the end of August, but he's coming back as a reliever. As for 2020 drafts, let us not forget how dynamic Glass now was pre-injury, posting an elite 186 ERA through eight starts. A former Ray who could wind up on the injured list is Chris Archer, who left last night's start versus the Nationals with shoulder discomfort. Archer appeared to have suffered the injury during warm-ups and he was unable to pitch the second inning. Check on his status today after the Pirates have him undergo some testing. This would be unfortunate timing as Archer was just beginning to get on a roll. David Price threw another bullpen on Tuesday and says he's ready to return to the rotation. He's been out since August 5th, so it's possible he won't need a rehab start before returning. A little worrisome, Carlos Correa wasn't in Tuesday's lineup due to a back issue. Manager AJ Hinch admitted that he isn't optimistic Correa will avoid the IL. Correa does have a history with back problems, so it sounds as if the Astros, who have a giant lead in the AL West, want to play it safe with their star shortstop. And finally, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., my son, returned to the lineup last night versus the Dodgers and should be okay moving forward. As for today, I wanted to give another streaming recommendation, and that's Mike Montgomery of the Royals pitching at Camden Yards versus the Orioles. Like I discussed the other week in what I look for for a streamer, Montgomery fits the bill here. The Orioles aren't a devastating matchup by any means, and the lefty has been really hot since returning to Kansas City via a midseason trade by the Cubs. Over his last five starts, he has registered a 2-3-0 ERA with a 26-5 K-to-walk ratio in 27 and a third innings. I suppose there's some risk anytime you start Mike Montgomery, but he looks to be the best option of the day. And that'll do it for your midweek edition of Leading Off. It's late August and you have your football draft coming up, but don't fall off with your baseball season. You've worked so hard since March or maybe even February to get to this point. Finish strong. And treat me questions at Too Much Tuma. Enjoy your Wednesday if you want to. Talk in a couple days. <laughs>